4: And
1: we're back Welcome to another edition of Lauer After Hours. We are thrilled this week to be joined by one of the writers for The Undefeated, um, a panelist on Around the Horn, a talker for ESPN Radio in LA and native of DC and according to his bio on The Undefeated, taste maker <laughs> Clint- <laughs> Clinton Yates. Let me get a, a welcome Clinton hey, hey
0: welcome, you. You oh, thank you thank you i appreciate it um so you guys want to know something funny those bios we wrote ourselves and everybody yeah. was, like, <laughs> trying to be i've never forgot this it was like four years ago and i think that there was it was when the undefeated first started and there was all this like i don't know just great feelings that everybody coming together and everybody was so proud to do it and this that and the third and people were like being entirely serious in these like bios and they were like you know that people are going to see that every story you write i was like yeah that's why it's going to be completely ridiculous you know what i'm saying like why would i care you know what i'm saying like what these people read like it's going to be funny if i'm already there i don't need them to, to prove to anybody else why i'm there and so so i wrote what i wrote you know i was just i mean not not that i don't believe that but i was like i'm going to write something extremely pompous just to see if they're going to let it go and they did so
5: that's how that happened Now, tastemaker is just a dope phrase like whether you know what it is or not it's just yeah it's it's like trendsetter
0: right but it's like a joke because like i would never refer to myself as a tastemaker but the idea was that it sounded like somebody else wrote it you know what i mean but in fact it was me yeah so, you know you're I think, muted we'll, crispy you know, I mean, you're muted so always job,
2: professional
1: <laughs> wow okay <laughs> well, we'll we'll cut that out actually they won't cut that no out. we won't we'll leave it in leave we'll it in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, uh i think you said you like rap rock reggae r&b and then remixes in that order uh i believe was your interest in music
0: a large part of that just so you know it's for the sake of the alliteration not like yeah it's really (laughs) not important i I just you know that it sounds cool it sounds cool but it's true it does so that's 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 where that comes from the in that order part is the joke
1: you know (laughs) That's all. Well, man, um, I wanted to start off with, uh, you You wrote a few days ago, um, you, you had an article entitled uh, MLB elevating the status of the Negro Leagues is the problem, not the solution. And mm. uh, I kind of just wanted to, to talk with you about that article. I, I read it a couple days ago. I, I thought it was kind of fascinating, kind of interesting perspective on Major League Baseball's um, <laughs> Essentially, for, for lack of a better term, they're they're whitewashing of how they handled the the history surrounding the Negro Leagues uh, in baseball. Um, and you started off by saying winners write the history books, which is uh, is is kind of true uh, as as long as they can get away with it, right? right. Um, so I, I just wanted to to kind of get your feelings, and if you could like kind of talk a little bit about that article. Um, Uh, I know I'm kind of blindsiding you with, uh, with, with bringing, bringing I I wrote it. So I I, I figured, I figured, Um, but yeah, just, just the fact that like baseball seems more concerned with, with the possibility of demythologizing their heroes uh, that, that, you know, these sacred cows, so to speak, um, without actually recognizing the contributions that those leagues actually made to the game.
0: So, I think, you know, I could talk for two hours on this and I'm not going to, but I think the basic and most easy way to sort of relate it to other people is this way is that baseball very plainly is not just about the major leagues and like never, never has been. And if you ever played, I mean, I played baseball in high school. I played travel ball as well. I didn't play in college because I just wasn't ready to play 34 hours out of 24 hours of the day baseball. That just wasn't going to be my life. And um, like, the concept of what baseball is is well beyond anything to me that has to do with just being a fan of one major league team, you know? So like how I look at the sport was never, and because I'm also from DC, like there wasn't a team where I'm from until I was like 24 years old. I'm about to be right, 40 right. next year. So like, you know, it's been a long time <clears> there <throat> was a long time that like, I, I mean, what the baseball that I liked was not, it didn't have anything to do with the major leagues. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, and that that's just that. And so <clears throat> I think when a lot of people think about, what the Negro leagues is, is, you know, some sort of hinterlands thing or some sort of thing that was just kind of happening by chance alongside the major leagues, just because that's what black folks were doing. Like, yo, nah, that's, that wasn't it at all. Like it was created because of the segregationist and racist policies of the bigs, you know, and like, that's pretty obvious. So by the time you get around now to recognizing whatever you want from stats to call it elevating, I just thought was, I don't know, pretty insulting. Like, the analogy that i have not used yet that will be an exclusive to this program is that like let's just say the united states of america decided to make spanish one of its official languages mm-hmm. like if you use the word elevate that would be weird because it's like yo spanish is already a language my guy you know right, what i'm saying like right, plenty right, of people right. speak it you know and whether or not it's officially designated as anything or not has nothing to do with why people speak it or why it matters on the ground you know what i'm saying and so that's the easiest analogy i can think of and i just thought of that i'm kind of upset with myself now but (laughs) you know like that's that's kind of what it is it's like all right well you can recognize this without acting like oh we're so great and i just i don't know man i woke up that day i live in los angeles so i woke up Basically, every time you wake up and there's news that's happened first thing in the morning on the East Coast, you wake up to all sorts of notifications and crap from people because they've been talking about it for three hours longer. That's if you wake up early. I woke up at 10 a.m. that day. So it was already the afternoon and I just had so much shit in my inbox about this. And I looked at it finally and I was like, what? Like, that's what y'all are pumped about? I was like, absolutely not. This is very bizarre. Like, my it was like literally my gut reaction was like, whoa, this is a very odd thing to say. And so I just, you know, I tweeted for a while and I wrote that, which is how it happens, you know.
1: It's, it's a great article. I, I encourage uh, everybody to go, to go to go read it on The Undefeated. Um, yeah, that, it's, it's a great analogy, your your language. Uh, uh, ele- elevating it uh, implies that it was subpar to begin with, right. which in no way was the case. So No, uh, and when you're
0: yeah. talking about black folks, that's a particularly sensitive topic, my guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what are we yeah. doing? You know what I mean? Literally, three-fifths of a human is a thing that was in the Constitution. Like, you exactly. can't, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you yeah. can't. I, I just, it more largely too, it just felt like if that word even answers the discussion, that is an indication of exactly what the problem is. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like if you can't get to acknowledge or apologize, never mind atone, God forbid you use that word. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're not really getting why this is, why this would even be necessary to begin with. So that, that, yeah. that, that was plain to see to me, but you know, I'm also a brother that's cared a lot about baseball for a long time. And, uh, you know, that's just, I'm a brain works
1: excellent excellent well thank you for talking about that with yeah, us no man. No. um all right we're going to throw it out to uh, Pam in Virginia Pam if you would like to go ahead hey clinton hey first of all
0: hold on hold on pam we have to talk about a lot of things happening right now number one is <laughs> okay. your display name halloween basic is tremendous um That's second Twitter of all,
4: name. okay i didn't know that lunch.
0: i know that now Sorry. second of all um that t-shirt is hilarious and third thank you. Where in Virginia do you actually live? I must know because I'm from the D.C. area. Now, I don't need your address. I'm just saying where you at.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I am basically Charlottesville, like the mountains okay. outside of Charlottesville.
0: Okay. I got Seven. a homegirl who lives in Seville. She went to UVA. So shout oh, out to Caroline Darnie. That's Darny, where
4: I work. Do, you know, do you know
0: Caroline Darney? Do you know who she is?
4: I do not. but She I'll covers
0: UVA her. for streaking lawn on SB Nation. And she's a,
4: that's like, amazing.
0: a literal war hero. So look her up.
4: Anyway. I will. That's amazing. Yeah, I was actually gonna comment, one of my comments was gonna be about the fact that I have followed you for a long time because you're DC and I'm DMB, and all DMB people are like super obsessed with DMB. Like I love to when we bring people on here. So um, I was cool. gonna bring that up, but you beat me to it. Um, <laughs> so my question is, years ago, you were, um, you did an interview with WTOP. And you said that one of your um, maybe distant life goals was to get a sleeve tattoo. You had developed, (laughs) it, you had drawn it out, you'd sketched it, but you didn't know if you were brave enough to go through with it or not. So my question is, and yeah, that does make me a super weirdo that I have that kind of recall about your personal life from like 10 years ago, probably.
0: No, that's not that weird at all. It's on on the internet. So like, you know, I, I believe you. Um,
4: so did you start it are you working on it are you gonna do it
0: so this has taken many forms in the last year which is that i realized that is because for those of you who don't know like i'm a graffiti artist and like graphic design and all that shit is something that i did as well like growing up and so like i happen to be pretty good at art and whatever so that's just like my personal thing so for a long time i had this whole goal like yeah i'm gonna draw my own giant it's gonna be tight y'all ain't even gonna know who got it because it was me but then i realized like I don't really want to do that anymore because there's too many good artists and there are people that are better than me. And so I found a, uh, I found a lot of people, but just over the course of the years of quite frankly, working and traveling so much in the last three or four years, I just haven't been able to do that. And what sucks is that the one guy that I like the most Um he lives in Ireland and I had a real goal to like Notre Dame was playing Navy in Ireland this summer. I had this whole plan to like go and get the tattoo and go cover the game and all this other crap. None of that happened. So we're, uh, you know, we're kind of behind the, uh, the eight ball, so to speak on uh, getting that done. But that's funny. You remember that sidebar. I worked for WTOP for years. That was something I did where I just talked every day on the radio for like, I
4: love WTOP, which makes me feel 700 years old, but like, (laughs) I can get my news, traffic, and weather every seven minutes. Like boom, boom, traffic boom and boom.
0: weather on the eights, including yes. the eights. That's like, how it went. It was ridiculous, but I'm a, thousand, it's a great station. So, yeah, it's a great station. And just so you guys know, so I, I don't care, I don't know how much you guys care about the actual radio business. I assume to some degree, all of you do. Um, WTOP is a Hubbard Broadcasting um, company. Just so you know, WTOP also happens to be the highest billing station in America. I Meaning they are pulling the most cash per minute any station in america
1: wow yeah and where where's that where's that located
0: <laughs> the district of columbia the capital of the united states of wow. america the most okay. powerful okay. city they, in
1: the world they, wow okay <laughs> so they
2: they build the highest
1: I, I i would i would expect expected that to have been like a, a market like new york or, or la or something
0: think about it man their clock too and we're getting deep in the radio talk here but their clock like if you if you ever seen a radio clock you know it's like the segments the brakes whatever you know on the wheel like a pie yep. chart yep there's this, you know, I mean it's the the seconds and the hits are 30 to 35 seconds each. So like it's it looks like a I don't even know what it looks like. It looks, it looks like a like a drawing as opposed to like an actual it's Crazy. So,
5: yeah, there. Wow. Making cash. Very cool It's, cool. like one of the know, hubcaps from like a a 63 Impala in California. Basically spoke baby. spokes. spokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I pictured too. <laughs> oh, it's in the days. Did you guys watch
0: uh, E forty and what's the name? Two short last night? Did anybody watch that? I didn't I get to didn't catch that. that. But you doing
5: Houston set. rap right now just made my day. So. their set
0: is tight, yo, because they're from so they're from Oakland and Vallejo. And so they had this like uh what's it called? Like a I don't
5: know, like a street sign. A
0: street
1: street signs, yeah yeah, awesome like, Nova, yeah, yeah,
0: they had two drop tops, it was dope. So yeah, I, I, I the saw cool. the
1: cars. Yeah. The cars cool. face they had they had these low riders facing each other, they had the street signs, they had the Ciroc in the middle yeah. and they had the thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Was, but yeah.
0: You know, so, right. So, so to that point, the WTOP <laughs> clock looks like hunter spoke wheels. That's what <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. That's what
0: Hell he yeah. said, but I'm saying that, <laughs> yes, that's where I last saw the spokes.
1: All right. We're going to throw it to uh Cody cavalry, AKA Drake. Now he's got a question for you. Go ahead. Drake. Hey Clinton. Thanks for joining us, man. So, uh, around the horn
0: is, is one of the biggest, um, shows on ESPN. The, one of the most fun, um, different shows that has its own personality that a lot of people are interested in. And, and my question is, give us, it's not really a question is and in t- in more of a, just give us your, as much as you can. You, now you can't pull back the curtain, but give us as much of a peel back as you can in terms of prep and in terms of, of how far out they, they hit you up with, Hey, we need you this, this date, whatever, how much is scripted. Yeah, Yes. Okay. Um, give, give us as much as you can. <laughs> okay. I'll give you what's interesting. Um, scheduling is not as interesting as you think. So I'm not going to get into that, but what is interesting is I think the combinations of people. And I think for producer Aaron Solomon, who's the man, by the way, if you don't know who Aaron Solomon is, look up him. And then if you know who his dad is, then you'll understand something about his lineage in terms of what he knows and how long he's been in the sports business game. Basically it's his whole life. Um And he's brilliant for it. And he's really good at making sure the combinations of humans on any given show is excellent. That's the most interesting part of all the scheduling. Um, Secondarily, I think that's something people don't know about that program. And I don't say this to like toot any horns of mine. That's not what it is at all. Is how difficult it is to do well beyond anything having to do with takes. Like the takes on some level don't really matter sure outside of how you do the show but think of it this way if you've got to listen to tony frank izzy and spain and i'm just saying that because it's the last combo i was on and it happens to be the tournament of champions lineup dang um all at the same time and you've got a producer in your ear and you've got to think about what you're saying like just on a basic level yo, that's not easy you know what i mean never mind trying to compete Never mind trying to make sense. And so I think for a lot of people, they assume like, I can get up there and say all oh, that mess and I can do this and I can do that. I'm like, bro, can you concentrate for 22 minutes well <laughs> enough to even discuss what you're trying to say? Never mind, make the point in an entertaining way. I don't know, you know? And so that's the thing I think that people don't realize about how TV works is that it's not really about, like, uh, it's not necessarily about what you say. I mean, it is, but like for a lot of people, the job, the hard part is, just kicking your message without sounding or looking like a fool you know and that's 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 what talent is on some level when it comes to television and that's that's a lot harder and is a lot more difficult to teach than i think a lot of people realize and so that's where that personality thing you talked about is important because everybody who's on the show has enough of a personality that they can indicate that without bringing the show down or slowing things to a halt because it also moves very quickly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you gotta be ready. And to that point, and this is the last thing I'll say about it to get back around. That's where the show is the best, the researchers, the producers and everybody who's behind the scenes. Um, You know, Josh is one guy who comes to mind. Caroline is another person who comes to mind. You know, everybody who makes the show what it is outside of the humans you look at are the reason why I think, the show is so good and i say this all the time and i'll i'll use an example of something that i'm not going to throw anybody under the bus for but like i notice when i go to other shows how quickly certain information comes to me because of the training from being on around the horn like it's not like i'm studying textbooks every nine you know every you know nine hours a night but like what we have to do in order to be on point for that show it's like going to the best school in a conference is the easiest way I can put it. It's like, yeah, man. Like I know what's going on. Like I, you know what I mean? This, yeah. is, this is what I have to do to be on this show. So when I go into other things and people are like, how'd you know that? I'm like, I, I mean, I don't know how I knew that. I just knew that. Cause like, these are the kind of things that I stay in my mind for doing the job. And so like, that's the cool part about the show. It's that the scripting is not like a thing. I mean, you know, you know, people write stuff and every once in a while you have a bit that you want to set up but yeah. like it's not like anybody writes down what they have to say in the context of okay you're going to say this and therefore i'm going to say that i mean there's some level of that because there's a conference call and you don't want to be stepping on each other's things and most people don't really you know you don't want to repeat yourselves but most people don't have the same things to say anyway you know and if somebody takes a point you were going to make well then you just make a different one and that's just what you got to do and not sound like an idiot and so there's there's there, most of it is as real as it looks you know i mean that's 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 what it is. And that's why it's so good is because everybody on that program, forget about me, is got it like that. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I, it's, it's funny too, because, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but like, I remember one of the first times I got on the show or actually the first year I was on the show, I realized that like people really don't understand like, yo, sports talk is not as easy as it looks just because you yell with your friends, you know, and people would like, bros would get drunk and come up to me and be like trying to argue with me about stuff that they just assumed I didn't know because they hadn't specifically heard me say it on TV and I'd have to bang them right out in front of their friends. And I'd be like, yo, look, I'm in the league. I will dunk on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) this is real. You know what I mean? And like, I know it's a fun show, but like you have to know a lot in order to be able to have the fun. And that's, that's the only point that I'm making there is that as fun as it looks, everybody there is extremely smart because otherwise it wouldn't make sense how we have fun. Sure. So why, why did they rig it to where Stu Gatz was able to win? The boy, Stu. So I hosted one time when <laughs> Stu was on and I set him up long range for this mess up when he thought he was going to win. He was so mad. And it was the funniest thing in the world because it wasn't on purpose, but it occurred to me right in the moment. And he was just like, ah, but then he went two in a row later and I gave him, I gave him one back. So it was pretty cool, man. Stu's a funny guy, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's been funny to have him on the show every once in a while because like, like I said, that personality part is huge. And Stu's got a lot of personality. I mean, that, you know, some people think that's the only thing he's got. I'm joking, but, you know, he's obviously a smart guy and understands how it works. So, you know, I, uh, it was, it was fun to have him on. And, you know, the new faces, like, man, I was a new face three years ago. You know what I mean? And so like, I get it, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like you move into this whole other stratosphere once you're on that show. I mean, I'm watching Stu with frigging collared shirts and blazers on. I'm like, who is that guy? You know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, it's I'm glad he's been a part of it. And, uh, you know, like I said, just like everybody else, he's, he's smart and he knows how to have fun. Sure. Thank you for telling. Those are me. Izzy's clothes. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> he stole it from somebody's stole somebody's hotel room. You know.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. This uh, this hosting this podcast is essentially my around the horn, uh, right. which is why I've gotten so good at doing this, like uh, talking to the guests when my uh, microphone is muted. Uh, the uh, 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 Started out um, this this episode. Uh, no, I'm messing with
0: you. It's little things like that that people <laughs> wow. forget about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm messing with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. TV talking like that. You know, I'm, it's, I'm it's, just being funny here. But like, you see my point? Oh There's, yeah. New England. Oh, is absolutely.
1: So it, it's uh, in my spare time, I'm trying. To, I'm going to be self conscious the rest of the time. You know? <laughs>
2: you,
1: I'm sorry, just, man. I didn't mean to mess just you up dunked, like that. You just no, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm a wedding officiant. Uh, in my oh. other job, so I, I have a lot of experience speaking in front of people but having having like an earbud in and paying attention to the chat and trying to, you know, knowing who to throw it to next, looking at your notes all at the same time is a completely different ball game. And the the idea that anybody would come up to you like drunkenly trying to challenge you about about some sports take, I just want to be a fly on the wall for any yeah, of, any. I mean, that it, it ha- God, I shouldn't tell this story, but I will. I remember one
0: time I was in, I was at, a, I used to live in DC, and I used to hang out at this bar that was like a sports bar, but it was also like a normal bar. So basically like, so every once in a while you get people in there who were just like chilling, but then you get people in there who really thought they were like, you know, whatever. And I was like minding my business literally with a family member of mine. And some dude comes over with his two boys and they were just kind of trying to act like they didn't really know who I was. And so they were just casually saying things that were a little bit ridiculous. And finally I was like, yo, can you guys like go over there? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to listen to y'all argue about the Wizards. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, whatever. And then one of them uses the opportunity (laughs) to, like, start talking to me about the Wizards. And I was like, bro, why are you talking to me about the Wizards? That team sucks. And it sucked your whole life. He was like, what are you talking about? I "I said, how old are you? He's like, I'm like 25. I go, they've never been good as long as you've been alive. Like, what are you even... He was like, "What is that supposed to mean?" I'm like, "It means what I said. You know what I mean?" And he was like, "Well, they got this, and they got that. They're, I was like, "They're the worst team in the league." And this was like 2 years ago. And he was yeah. like, "Well, they're better yeah. than that three." And I just said straight up. I said, "Name the rosters of these 3 teams, and I'll tell you player for player who's better." And he was like, "What?" And I named the every player on the roster of the two other teams I referred to <laughs> that were better. Not even being funny, but like yeah, I was yeah, like, "I'll yeah, give yeah. you the starting lineups." You know, and he yeah, was like, "Well, yeah. you know." And I'm like, "Right, dude. Like just shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like yeah. you know, you can take you can have your takes." <laughs> but don't come at me and expect me not to be able to explain it is what my point is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just saying right. stuff because I just want to say stuff. That's not how I work on any level. Never mind the sports. <laughs> and so he was like pretty embarrassed. And so I paid his bill and I was like, now nah, you have to leave.
1: Left. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Up next, we're going to throw it to Fleming.
5: Go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, Clan. First off, I appreciate you joining us. Man. So no doubt. you did uh, two things. Uh, one, you did a review recently on uh, the Mandalorian Adidas Oh, and, and so with that though, there was one pair, one pair that I thought was super dope that actually I know yeah, I seen that. I saw the that so the background were, wasn't too new. But yes. uh, the women's the women's the child, the uh, find your path or find your way if I'm not mistaken, uh the low tops off of beige. You didn't review those, but one, I don't know, I'm not sure if you know what they are. They're dope. So opinion on them you have. I haven't seen those. Okay. I just
0: reviewed the ones they sent to me. So with um, that then
5: okay. So that was yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the other thing I was gonna say is have you are you above buying like women's sneakers in men's size? Hell no. Bro if they're dope as hell to get, Dude, to get.
0: So okay, so I was I, I don't know if some of you saw this, but I played Sydney Dean for uh, from White Man Can't Jump for Halloween for the show. Yep. And I took some pictures with my friend down at the Venice Beach courts where it happens because I live here and that was taking the bit to the max but whatever the shoes i was wearing are called the air what are they called they're called the air damn it now i'm gonna i'm forgetting the name i think they're called Uh, the
5: why you look them up i'll just definitely you should definitely look up the the women's ones and then there's another the pair you showed the actual put them
0: in the chat bro that's what it's there for hold on nike deconstructs. um oh snap ah they're called the vandalized okay so they're called you know what? I should put this in the chat, but I'm not going to. If you just look up the Nike well, Air Vandal. Yeah, I know, right? Well played. Um, if you look up the air vandalized, that's the sneaker that I bought. And I remember I just saw them like online and I was like, uh, those are tight. Like I don't care what the hell like I'm like, I'm buying those. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do that all the time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, here's where they are. Since I'm gonna go super those. That's just one colorway, right, those are dope. but yeah. like, I have the all-whites, yeah. and they wear them in bl- they have them in black, and like, yeah, I'm not above, I mean, above wouldn't even be the word I would use. I'm not too lame to not do that, because like, half the best colorways in most kicks come in, um, women's sizes. All right, I just clicked this. The child. Oh, these are cool. Wait a second. I have some that look like, okay, so these look way better than the men's version of these, and these are yes. also these are also the profile of the shoe that is just called the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah Mandalorian. these
5: are dope. So yeah, Chris so hates, hates these the Mandalorian. Are t- really- I wanted to point that out. Our host here hates the Mandalorian, <laughs> your favorite shoe. He told me that's was, fine. It's um, amazing. it's not my favorite
0: oh, shoe. The Dark Saber is actually the- a
5: better shoe. It's the Gazelle, Wait. but it's got like different colorways. It's dope.
1: Did he just throw shade cool. at me? I hate the Mandalorian. <laughs> the the
5: The that, men's that was- version. The men's version that I had shared. That you were like, "What is this?" The show, not the shoe. Excuse me, the shoe. Oh, the
1: oh! I was probably yeah. just. I was probably just fucking with you. Like, <laughs> I, I probably, I probably like no, the I shoe just- a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, try- no, 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 but yeah. So I'm not. I'm not above. I mean, I, I, and the funny thing is, is that like. Some, something came out. I'm not like a crazy sneaker person in the context of like, I like dope sneakers. I like cool clothes, but I am not, you're not going to see your boy on stock X or any of I just don't do that. Same. You know what I mean? Like, I'm too old for that. I don't have time for that. And I just am not versed in that uh, to make it most plain. And so I just don't do that. But um, yeah, why did I bring that up? Oh, it's because something came out the other day and a guy commented and he was like, yeah, it's a too bad they're only making these in the women's, colorway you know like they always do and he had some real condescendingly chauvinist comment about it and somebody else who i knew retweeted it and was like yeah i mean god forbid you know i mean the women's colorway is the worst and i just commented or you could just buy the women's shoes like what who cares you know their shoes you know and we got into this whole discussion about like to me in 2020 i'm actually very surprised for reasons beyond just sort of like inventory control that gendered colorways are even a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's pretty surprising that that's something that we're doing. like, I can understand with clothes, like body clothes, cause there's cuts and there's fits that are different. And the way that things are established, like you can't just get away with selling unisex clothes at every store in America or outlet in America or whatever, but shoes it's like, bro, like <laughs> the shoes are the shoes, you know? And I, I'm still very surprised that we still see the delineation in, in, in those colorways. But I, you know, I get it. But it, to your, to your point it is very surprising to me that we have not gone farther in that particular regard as much as I have never cared about no, it.
5: Completely agree. And and I'll admit, it's a newer thing to me over the last few years that I've become, I won't say comfortable with it. I guess I just realized it's a, it's a possibility. I never even, for some reason, just, I guess, the way yeah. society works, I never even considered the possibilities that you're right. Why can't I buy these in X, X point five times more of a size and just get some dope shoes. So yeah, I mean, and, and that's, an underrated that's thing. I, yeah.
0: It's clutch. And I, I appreciate you admitting that. And I remember one of the first times I was confronted with this issue, not issue, that's a wrong word, but this situation in a different regard. I used to be a camp counselor for a long time, but if you don't get that vibe, if I tell people that they're like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm like, right. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I remember kids used to come in and this was early days. This was in the early 2000s. So like when I just got out of high school. And so I remember there was this one kid Used to wear a Shamiqua Holdsclaw jersey, like to camp all the time, and he was, you know, a boy. And like, I remember, like at one point, some other kid made fun of him and said, like, "Yo, you know that that's a women's player. She's a girl." And he goes. So what, she's my favorite basketball player. And I was just like, thank you, this other kid. You're going to whatever the detention is. You know what I'm saying? And this kid is staying. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that was an absurd question. He was like, and the kid was so smart that he was like, what does that have to do with anything? And I was like, huh, this one is a smart one. So that's the first time I really thought of it in that way. You know what I mean? Because that was probably my highest point of chauvinism in my life when i just gotten out of high school and I thought I was really cool. You know what I mean? But like, that kid really changed something for me in terms of how I looked at everything. And that was
5: a large part of it. No, that's dope. From now on, we got to normalize women, athletes, sports jerseys. on I men. I never even considered that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you know, that's yeah. what's up. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to Shane Serrano, Serrano, by the way. You know what I'm saying? who wears his Aces gear with pride. His Aces who yeah. lost to my Mystics like a mug in the <laughs> WNBA Finals two years ago. So just don't even get me started about that.
1: Anyway, Hey, somebody, somebody grab this clip. We're going to isolate that quote, and we're going to taunt Shay with it, and we're gonna to have to have, we're gonna to have to, we're, that's that's how we're gonna lure Shay Serrano into doing our podcast. Thank you, Clinton
0: Yates. Oh my God! Once again, you know what I'm saying? That's what I do. That's, that's hey, there's works,
1: a, there's a little Stu Gus in all of us, man. We gotta, we hey gotta,
0: man, see us. <laughs> we're doing this for a while. You know what though? Can I say this about Stu? I think there's an underrated part about Stu where people think. Like I get the bits of this. Trust me, we don't have to get all into the chalk talk of the levels of people of understanding of the so-called, you know, sure. the concept of kayfabe and whatever. People legitimately think Stu is stupid. Or people legitimately think that Dan found <laughs> Stu in a hole. And I'm like, yo, Stu's been on the radio for a long time, my guy. You know what I'm saying? This dude's yeah. been banging it on the airwaves. Like, how do y'all not know that, you know? And so, like, it's always funny to me when people say it's a little Stugats in all of us. It's like, bruh, Stu's got a lot of everything in <laughs> him. And we've all been doing this for a long time. He just maximized the one thing we wish we could all do, which is just say whatever the hell we want and have no accountability for it. Like, good work out of him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So...
1: That's funny. He's a, I look at Stu Gast as the uh, the Kaiser Soze of uh, of radio, <laughs> where true. like you uh, you underestimate him the whole time, and then you're like, oh, my God, he's the mastermind by all of this. Stu's
0: a funny so. dude, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, up next, we're going to throw it to Beep Count. He's got a question
3: for you. Go ahead, Beep. Hey, Clinton, what's going on? This is at Beep Count on Twitter. Beep Count, places. are you
0: a movie projector in your, like, real life? Like, is that your job? Because it looks like you're in a – <laughs>
3: Uh, with the thing they, no, no. But this, this, with this is an audio medium, so our our <laughs> listeners aren't going to be able to catch that. But I, I oh, for it. real? I thought we were taping it. <laughs> <What>? Oh,
0: thought <laughs> for sure. The physical, the visual element was a factor here. Okay, never mind. My bad.
3: I mean, eventually, what I plan to do is get this on Twitch and make this uh, some sort of live streaming with Twitch, and then go to YouTube. That, that's, that's what I'm thing. talking about. Scale up. I like that. Okay, man. I'm fo- I'm a forward thinking producer here, my guy. All right. Um, So uh, as a insane baseball fan, I've been a baseball fan since I'm two years old. Mm -hmm. Um, My whole dream was to work in baseball. I actually got to live that dream about four years ago. I was the public address announcer for a AAA baseball club in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the Albuquerque isotopes. Yes, sir. And you can see here the hat on this visual medium (laughs) audio uh this is a hat from that club um the albuquerque isotopes is i want to say my mount rushmore of minor league baseball team names i want to hear the top four minor league baseball team names for clinton yates
0: well the montgomery biscuits are the top one not a question everything is a distant second um i'm just thinking off the top of my head because this is not a rating i keep I don't keep that thing on me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just trying to think out loud. Uh, trash pandas is pretty good. That's what man Ryan McGee's favorite one. He's a big fan of the trash pandas. It's a good one. I don't one. like the word. I don't like using the word trash that often, so I'm not as big a fan of that. Um, oh, the Daytona the, the Daytona Tortugas are my jam, by the way. Tortuga is a very underrated word in the yes. world, and it makes all turtles sound better. Um, yes, so there's yeah. them. What are we on? Two now. Montgomery Biscuits, Daytona Tortugas. Um this is annoying because i I, there's a million that i can think of i'm just trying to think of the parks i've even been to um oh so okay so this is a really funny one because there's a team in north carolina called the winston-salem dash yes the dash and people call them the hyphen like in winston-salem because the name of the yes. team is the dash and there's that a dash in between winston-salem and the, life. And the yeah, first yeah. time i heard that i was like what that is an amazing side name for a baseball team that's that meta. is yes. pro- yeah it's incredibly yeah. meta so that's funny and um oh, fourth one um i don't know that's three though that's a metal stand forget mount Rushmore. There's a bunch of racist white guys on that anyway <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fair enough. I I, I, uh, I, I can't argue with that, but Clinton, thank you so much for your time tonight.
5: We really appreciate you no coming. No doubt, man.
0: No me. doubt. Sunday, this football on. I got time.
5: Oh, the <laughs> side swipe of football.
3: Beautiful.
0: Beautiful.
5: I'm I, not a huge football beautiful. guy. Like, I, 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 I like no, the I, NFL I, I know, for the no,
0: fan no. experience. <laughs> I'm not some like massive football guy. Yeah, I know a lot about football. I've covered football a lot. I know a lot of football players. I just don't live or die by who wins any
1: football game and never will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I completely understand that. All right, we're going to go to Kish next. Uh, he's got a question for you. Go ahead, Kish. Hey, Clinton. Um, so, yeah, we've all, like, all of us are at one point played sports at some level, I'm assuming, and, like, have fallen in love with sports. And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of why we're here and why we kind of listen to ESPN radio and read, you know, sports articles. Um, and, at, like, what point did you realize that you wanted to get into sports journalism and kind of approach it with uh, your specific angle? So
0: I'll tell you the basic story about me is that I played three sports in high school I played soccer, basketball and baseball and baseball was the sport that I cared about the most. The other ones I did to play with my friends and basketball players because I'm from DC and it's a basketball town. don't, don't let anybody tell you it's a football town because some pro football team like takes all the money and all the eyeballs like what people play and what people do what people care about is hoops. Um, so I played basketball. Um, my point is is that the culture of what sports were were very much like what my social life was um in a lot of different ways and sort of how I just kind of grew up doing things you know what I'm saying like my friends were dudes I played with or their older brothers or you know coaches or whatever were my influences and so on and so forth that's why when big John Thompson died it was such a big deal in DC not just because I was a big Hoyas fan but because if you know John Thompson you know all the tree of coaches and everybody else who had jobs whatever whatever because of him and because of the Hoyas program that being said first time I went to college, I went to do other stuff. Cause I thought I was going to be like some super smart business guy. And like, I don't know, get a job and be rich on wall street. Hated that. Um, and lived at home for a while. Like I did not like school and I just lived at the crib with my dad. And, uh, you know, went to my job every day. I was a bank teller during the day. I used to work at urban outfitters there at night. Um, you know, that's just life I was living. And, uh, when it came time to like really figure out what was going on. I remember I, this is sort of an aside that I don't want to get all into, but I had a, I crashed my car and almost died. I had like a life-changing event. That was just what it was. And I survived. And I realized like, yeah, you know, I probably should give a little better shot at like being like a cool person and like trying to like actually apply myself and, you know, do some things as opposed to just like kind of wandering and expecting something to come to me. And I remember when I went to college, I went to Miami of Ohio and I went sight unseen because it was where my mom went and I was at the point of my life where I didn't really have a lot of options. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, whatever. And I was like, damn, I don't know what to do. I'm picking a majors and stuff. And my dad looks at me, he goes, bruh, all you do is read the newspaper and listen to the radio all day. How about you try that? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like good ass point. You know what I'm saying? He was like, what are you even talking about? And I was, he was like, I'm stunned that this was a question for you. And I was like, Oh, no, all right. You know, so went there and uh, the semester I got there, was the semester that 9-11 happened. And I had been broadcasting games, like football games, because listen, whatever I do now, trust me, I know that y'all know this. When you're in your careers, you be doing everything because you don't really know what's going to stick and you don't really know what's going to work. You don't even know what you're good at. So I'm doing like I'm not doing play by play, but I'm in the booth for like these student radio broadcasts. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to get onto the school paper. You know, there's all these weird politics on college campuses. And there were two papers on campus. There was like a student run one and then there was like the school one. And so like the route to get into it was like the student run one. you just had to know somebody. And I was lucky enough where my tour guide, the first day for transfer students worked at the paper. And I told her, I was like, yo, I'm told this is something I should be pursuing. You know, and she was like, all right, we'll come to our open house, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, meet some people. Point is, three weeks of the season had passed in college football. People forget this when nine 11 happened. It happened on a Tuesday. And, when they canceled the games for that Saturday and Sunday in college in the NFL, those games were set five days away. You know, it was, it was, it was a long time until they happened. And so when the next games happened, it was effectively two weeks later. And the reason why that's important is because back in the day, um, I think it's Pete Rozier, who's the commissioner of the NFL. He said one of his biggest mistakes he'd ever made in his career was not canceling the games the day after, or the weekend after JFK got shot. And I believe JFK got shot on a Thursday and they played football in the NFL on a Sunday. And it was awkward. And it was one of the worst things ever, but that was a close run scenario in terms of days that happened. It was within a week when the two weeks had passed after nine 11, by the time we came back, cats were like, brah, Thank God, and I mean that in a very real, sort of American kind of way. And I wrote this whole thing, and I just emailed it to the dude that I had met at the open house. And he ran verbatim and was like, "What you got next week?" And I was like, "Okay, so I guess I'm doing this now." And the whole story was about, you know, the return to normalcy and the purposes of the routines and all this other stuff, which sounds trite now, but like, you know, I was 19, and I, I guess the guy thought it was pretty good. I mean, he was a senior. It sounded like this was some newspaper editor of any renown is my boy dave you know what i mean now but like he printed it and put my name on it and i was didn't i mean he didn't tell me anything he, i guess he just assumed that like I, I i was just sending it to him to see what he thought i went to the paper to the stand the next day and it was in the paper and i was like whoa i was like okay i guess i can do this you know and that was really it so ever since then i just figured if it's a way to stay close to the things that i like um, and I don't mean that in sort of any sort of weird desperation way. I just mean, it in like, that's what I knew, you know what I mean? And so that's why now when you hear me talking about like fashion and I'm always talking about like weird shit going on in the crowd and all that, it's cause like, yo, that's, I mean, to, to me, that's what sports is. Like, I, do I care about anybody's freaking quarterback rating? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, for the purposes of discussion that matters, but like, you know, it's like when you go, I don't know, it's like when you, when one of your boys goes to a different high school and he plays a different sport, you go see him play, you know what I mean? Because like, you like, how they move and what they do. And you figure out all that other stuff like that to me was always the fun part about what sports really was. So in college, it came pretty naturally also because I happened to live on the quad. Cause they put transfers on the same quad as athletes for whatever reason, just cause the way the time, all the dudes I covered and all the girls, dudes, you know, sports I was covering as well. They all just lived right there. So it was like, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> this is much easier than I thought in terms of just like getting into the mindset of being able to access to access this profession, if you will, and uh, I guess the rest is history, so to speak. You know, it scaled up from there. I mean, I, I knew because somebody else told me you can do this that I could and decided to run with it.
1: Well, Shout out to Dave for uh... – Oh,
0: an animal has entered the proceedings. Hold on. We have to discuss this. Who is that and who are you?
6: Hi, everybody. I'm Morgan. I'm from Hello, Australia. Morgan. <laughs> and this well, is my th- cat we'll throw it to our this is our
1: foreign correspondent uh Clinton, okay uh from from australia go ahead morgan
6: Uh hi i have a cat and i don't, didn't think that was a story or newsworthy but apparently it is <laughs> sorry this is good with me this let me tell Jessie. you all something
0: in the world of content creation when something happens that has not happened before in any particular rubric of something if you bring it up you are doing well so if an animal <laughs> enters the chat you daggle real. i'm gonna say something about an animal entering the chat <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, sorry, he's named after the worst sports player that ever played for my favourite team. Um, what's his name gone. again, Morgan? Sorry. So what's his name? His name's Jesse White the Cat. That's his official <laughs> name. Um, written into law, that is the cat as well. He's his last name. Um, and he, I called him that because he's black and white, like my favourite team, and he's an awful animal. And okay. like my that awful player
0: very well i didn't mean to blow up the whole format i'm just saying like, Oh please! This, just, is what, this is all i well, do clinton yeah. this okay. is what i'm here for i blow it up thank you i appreciate that
6: i blame Mark. the fact that i'm on the other side of the country it's the other side of the world it's a different day who cares
0: yeah oh wait so it's right it's monday there that's cool
6: welcome to monday
0: andres galarraga love that reference
1: that's funny <laughs> uh morgan did you have a question
6: I know I was here to listen. I've been waking up and listening and been very intrigued. Um, This means that you you have have
0: to come with a question now because you've been put on the spot. This is how this works.
6: Um, Why won't anyone buy my Yeezys on StockX? As soon as you brought that up, now I've just been triggered by StockX.
0: That's a good question.
6: This is why I don't
0: bang with StockX. I don't understand the mindset of these marketplaces. I don't get it
6: i'm like I, the whole draw to me 380s why won't anyone take them
0: i don't, i don't get it though and the whole draw to me is you go to the rack you go to the store you see the kicks you buy the kicks you take the kicks Like right? all this online stuff like i can't not that because it's online it's a different matter but like yo, if i can't see them i can't touch them i don't really know what they're gonna look like you know what i'm saying yeah. i don't really know how they're gonna feel so,
5: you know, that's it's so it's social media. People just wanting to post they got an L and for some reason, like that's the cool thing to do now. Is like, L, that's a like, weird bit. To it's me. just such a weird thing. Cause I'm like, why are you, why did it become the cool thing to celebrate not getting what you wanted? It's just, it's a weird thing. I don't get
0: it. On another level, I read a story in Vice the other day about people who like have these faux luxury lifestyles where they buy boxes of luxury things to act like they actually have them, but they don't. They just yes. bought the box wow. of an empty or a bag and I was lying.
5: Yeah. yeah and then yeah. barstool stole the story and redid it but oh, oh wow well, that's not a shock
0: um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was weird that's to like me the... i was like wow oh, yeah that's like, somebody offered crazy. me
6: money for the somebody offered me money for the tag off the back of my ivy rock you need to be
0: selling that stuff
6: yeah she offered me 30 bucks for it i'm like what do you want it's
5: good, um, yeah <laughs> it's on its way for 30 dollars yeah supplemental I've income
1: that's like the folks that uh that go and and stage photos in the the private jet. Yeah, that was parked on the runway. Too. Yeah, same like deal. like yeah. they get like you, you pay like hundreds of dollars for like fifteen minutes where you get to pose with like a glass a glass of champagne. You can't touch your lips too because the next person's got to use the same props and shit. It's it's absolutely absurd. What's
0: funny about that <laughs> is that if you know people who actually like do travel in private jets with some frequency, like it's. <laughs> It's not that it's such an obvious giveaway, but it's it's like, yo, first of all, all private jets are not actually as nice as you think, number one. Right. Number right. two, right. like, I, you know, if you're traveling private jets with some rel- re- relative frequency, like, taking pictures on them is just not the move. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> exactly. the only reason you take a picture on it is because the person there is somebody you're not normally there. It, it, it's a whole thing. But, like, I would never do that. That's <laughs> right.
1: All right. We're going to throw it uh, up to Detroit next to our man, Stupak. Stupak, are you there?
0: What up, dog? Y'all good? You good, Clinton? I'm just good, man. Stupak. That's pretty incredible. I'm not going to lie. No dog, man. Stellar for my dog, just like he would do somebody else. You already know. <laughs> but anyway, man, I had a question about D.C. Strip Club food. Man, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down,
2: bro? What's the best it's okay. strip club food you ever had? D.C.
0: Strip Club food is not as good as Atlanta's. It's definitely not as good as Houston's, which is on that list. I would put it behind those two but I would also put in general food in DC as far as food for people that are not white people originated behind a lot of those too. I mean, like, I mean, listen, the best fried chicken in the world to me comes from carryouts on Georgia Avenue in Northwest. You know what I'm saying? That like Koreans are making behind glass, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, you know, where I buy cigarettes and sit, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's my personal particular taste, but I know from my experience, like in DC, as much as it's like, Stadium has pretty, had pretty good wings for a long time. But, like, overall, that's, like, the best place I can think of. I wouldn't eat at a bunch of them. Whereas, if I was in Houston or when I've been in Houston, I've even had a couple. In Atlanta, it's, like, a must. You know what I'm saying? That you got to eat when you're at the strip club. So, D.C. ranks certainly below those two. But I don't know because I haven't been to a whole lot of other strip clubs in a lot of other cities. Other than those
5: three. All right, well, what's the best thing you done have from the strip club, the best meal?
0: it's always chicken wings. That's, that's a non-question. You know what I'm saying? Because number one, they can get a little bit more loose with their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flavor palette. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not getting your usual like Buffalo uh, or, you know, nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like you get some weird melanges that you're, you're not going to argue at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like the chef's got your, got your attention if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, that's it. i think people can be chefs can be more creative in strip clubs and i mean this kind of earnestly i used to. Use, i mean like as somebody that once cooked as a short order cook in college that was one of my other jobs like sometimes you feel you know a little restricted by the menu that's not the case in a strip clubs you know what i'm saying so you get better stuff so chicken wings are always the way to go um i've eaten mashed potatoes in a strip club before you know what i'm saying that's not oh, like no. a euphemism i'm being serious <laughs> um oh, no those are not terrible and uh but yeah that's about it Put the chicken wings in the mashed potatoes, you don't know about
1: that. Uh, <laughs> no doubt, bro. Good luck, bro. No doubt. Last time I was in DC, I, uh, I pulled up a stoplight, looked over, and there was a combination 7 Eleven kebab place uh, <laughs> and strip club in the same building. And I was where were was you? Like, I, I don't know. I was coming into DC. I, I think it was like right across the river. I don't know. I'm, I'm down here in southeastern uh, North Carolina. You Might have been so. on.
0: You, I think I know where you are. You are on New York Avenue, like coming into the city. Okay, I know where yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hard. like, damn, that, that's a that's a all that's everything you need right there. Hey, everything. What else can you ask for? Hey, uh, before I throw it to Lou uh, to wrap this up, we, we got a question for you that we we ask most of our guests. Do you do a limited fake of anybody? Uh, a limited impression. Uh, uh athlete, celebrity, co-worker not, at ESPN? No, no, nothing?
0: Absolutely not. And the reason oh, why man. is twofold. Number one, I got a hard enough time being my daggone self <laughs> and being real without pissing everybody off that acting like somebody else is not good <laughs> for business in my line of work. All right, number two, impressions are difficult for one reason and one reason only is because – Once you get good at one, the craft of getting good at another is this whole other thing. And it shocks me when A, people are good at impressions. B, people are good at multiple impressions. C, they're actually funny outside of doing impressions. So like that was always the pool that was just way too deep for your boy. I'm like, yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not something I do. But I like a good impression. Frank Isola's, um, damn, I can't even remember is that Francesa is the best thing you've ever heard in your life. Like yeah, that to me, me. is something yeah. I ask for when I see Frank <laughs> in certain situations. They'll hit it like on the side, it'll be real funny. I was there, you know. He'll do funny stuff to like indicate it's an option. You know What's what I'm saying? What's it sound like? Uh, again, I don't do the questions. <laughs> was... right? I'm in the league. I told you I will dunk on you in the foul. I'm going to the line. I tried. You have I to tried. listen. I know. Anyway. My point is, is that I like impressions. I just
1: don't do impressions. So that's how that goes. I feel that. I feel it. Okay. Are you right, well, Let's to a slip player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a, i am i am I just approached you like a drunk 25 exactly, year old. Some like drunk
0: guy play on play H play. street who thought play. he was going to make his friends laugh <laughs> and that, yeah, went home. You know, damn, damn.
1: All, all right. Well, I'm going to throw it to a uh, Lou Rafter in sales. He's got something for you. Go ahead, Lou.
2: Right, before I get to uh something um for you, um have you had anybody randomly try to sell you condoms what? in DC? I've have it to me Where, twice where were you? You need I'm to locate down down yourself specifically,
0: not neighborhood I need I cross think, streets I, I think I think
2: I was a I think I was around U Street by the Velvet, Velvet Lounge.
0: Lounge, okay. What time of day and what day of the week was it?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm, i think it was somewhere during the middle of the week. I mean, this was probably like in like
0: 2006,
2: okay. maybe, but like legit, like this guy was just like, it was, I was just walking down the street and like pulled out his pockets with some condoms. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm yeah. good. You like, ran I'm into a, like, a desperate
0: person. You know what I'm saying? You know, Sometimes people, people need a little cash flow. You know what I'm saying? They they, they, got, they got to get a crack at it. If you look like the kind of dude that would just be handing out cash for random <laughs> products. I might ask you too. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind to sell maybe. you a deck of cards, but that's just what he happened to have in his pocket.
2: You know, <laughs> no, I mean like legit think this was like a side hustle business. Cause like, it was like a giant, a giant, probably about, saying, was it nighttime?
0: Pack oh, it was a 24 pack. That means he stole it. Oh, no, was no to like we were, it was low level fencing yeah. is what that.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So the next thing, since, since you're a tastemaker, uh, uh, while we are talking, I made you a oh, custom taste maker. Thank you. Look at
0: that logo. Looks like the Washington logo. You're really cool. Because I was wondering what that whole operation it's... was in the back. I was like, Are you making T-shirts or are you making yep. bed linens? All right.
2: Thank you. I that. Making hats. Yeah. No. Since since we know you're a Nationals fan, I, I took the Washington logo and see cut that. Off yeah. And the. That's a graphic design
0: maneuver that I can I can bang with. I like that. That's how I instantly noticed it. Well played. That's good. So hold on. Show me these reels in the back. What are we doing here?
2: All right so what you got here so this is i got a forehead this is i i converted my shop into studio. my this is podcasting cool this uh, is studio. okay so just
0: so you know quickly before so, you describe this this is the kind of shit that i watch on youtube is like dudes doing stuff like this like in their backyard setups you know what i mean this is the kind of thing that mm-hmm. I, I for whatever reason i spent hours on end so checking out run. anyway pardon me go ahead hey, Here we are. we're on so, audio medium again, it's fine once, once again You know what? They can deal (laughs) with it, okay? This is the price you pay for bringing your boy on, all right? If you got dudes with cool shit in the background, I'm going to want to look at it. Sorry. Pardon me.
2: So, it's just, it's a, for the audience listening, uh, I have a forehead embroidery machine in my shed in my backyard, which I started a new business this year when I moved to Atlanta. And so, we started doing the podcast, we started doing, I started, like, doing hats for the, that's what I'm good at. I'm not not good at really coming up with questions or doing it else, so, I just got my little thing i got my banjo and guitar hanging up and
0: this is cool okay so now so for the for the listeners at home and for you all here how you handle this when you are in an audio medium is how long is the distance from the from the first machine to the last machine is it like 60 feet six inches or is it like how far away this, long is your setup uh,
2: this is probably about eight eight feet
0: okay all right so like it's it's taken up the size of a large super large double closet but it's not like you're not you don't have a half of a warehouse going on in here
2: no no it's i think the the dimensions are like 12 by 14.
0: okay because it looked real big in the background i was just trying to make sure this is a quite an operation you must be running a lot of
2: power off that you know what i only this thing only runs on 110.
0: okay all right
5: so all right, yes. That's
2: enough video talk.
5: I Hold just on, need no, to know. I, I actually I want to give you credit because I also for this entire time I've talked to Lou multiple times throughout this entire year. And this I thought he had a significantly sized warehouse as well. So Clinton's questions just made me Lou, you fraud. No, I'm just kidding. But st- I I'm just a professional. That's <laughs> no, how it's done. I, you are. No, but from welcome. the angle, yeah. Thank you, Clinton. Thank no you, problem. Clinton. <laughs>
0: oh, Rod Lou. Ooh. Good job, Lou. Well done there. I see the guitar. I see the banjo. This what you have to do is you have to name your little studio after whatever the hell you name your banjo and your guitar. That's how that. That's how that. Works.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and Lou will, will <laughs> Lou will get up with you on Twitter, uh, Clinton, and and find okay. out where he can send that that hat to you. That works uh, as, uh, as a thank you for, for doing the show.
2: No doubt, man. It's no uh, I'm at Stu 790. And so that's you, I just, I, okay? Yeah, that's me. All so. Right. If you want to hit hit me up with your address, I'll get these shipped out to you.
1: Will do absolutely well, Clinton. That uh that wraps it up for all of our questions, man. We we want to thank you once again for being here and for for taking the time to do this. Can you uh can you let us know where we can find you throughout the week? Like uh regular appearances on the radio, (laughs) etc.
0: Oh, um, I mean, I do send out a, a thing to friends and family. And if y'all continue to be nice to me, you might be on a list. You know what I'm uh-oh, saying? Lou's obviously getting it first. How about that? No, I'm joking. But um, yeah, so this week, uh, I'll just tell you this week for now. Uh, the Tournament of Champions program okay. is on around the horn on Wednesday. The top four winners from the year 2020 are all doing it. And we're doing it in one show. It also happens to be the Christmas show. Okay. Um, okay. So there's that. And I'll tell you a funny, quick behind-the-scenes story, which doesn't really matter, but it's, you know, of some time. We talked about, we talked about the behind-the-scenes portion of Around the Horn. Um, the behind-the-horns that you see, like those little snippets they do for online, those are all extremely real conversation. Like, none of that is scripted. Like, sometimes they'll show us stuff, you know what I mean, and we know that we have to talk about them, but, like, none of that is remotely scripted. And so on Friday, when I came in, I had my – Christmas blazer on. For those of you who did not see the program, I want it. Ding. Um, and, and Tone was like, yo, on Wednesday, I might ask you to bring that back. And I was, and Sarah Spain, the commish, she goes, Tony, you honestly don't think that Yates had this worked out that he doesn't have another <laughs> thing on Wednesday. And I was like, thank you. Clearly I have something else. And he was like, oh, good point. You know, it was all funny. He was like, I, I, I was like, excellent point. I just like the blazer so much. I was like, oh, I know. Underestimated but I got another thing on deck. No, he didn't underestimate me. He just liked it so much. And he was like, well, hold on. And I was like, no, no, no it's cool. Because I wore it last year on Christmas. Okay. But I got some new heat for the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying now? And so um, that was just one of those funny moments that when we talk about personalities yeah. and we talk about the blends on the show, those things happen naturally from people knowing each other. You know what I mean? And that's ultimately what the best part about all of it is, is being able to contribute on the show as a team member, you know, that's really what it all is, you know. And I really appreciate that. That's something you guys understand. Working as a team is something that Levitard and them understand a lot. um Working as a team, and ultimately, I think that's the value of what being in sports is. is that people understand that your team play is critical in order to be able to succeed. And I don't say that like loosely. I mean, a team play doesn't mean the same thing to some people as it does to others. You know what I'm saying? Some people are stars. Some people are others. You know what I mean? But ultimately, being on a fun team is much more valuable than it is being on the so-called winning team so to speak so there's that um and secondly on tuesday you got not know if you guys have ever seen drip drive the segment i do about uh fashion on sports center uh la but we're doing another one this week and it's about nba jerseys so check it out
1: excellent cool. excellent and uh, uh if you're interested your twitter profile i saw the i saw the bow tie and the jacket which outfit is that is that just so that was the should...
0: jacket i was wearing but okay, i was that, wearing that... different that was last year from otl Okay, um, okay. Shout out okay, to Cheney, okay. by the way, Cheney Ogumuke, who <laughs> is on um, with Mike Jr. You know their show yep, on yep. ESPN Radio. So, uh, I'll, you, get, you know what? You get one more story out of your boy because it's late. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. Um, All right. <laughs> so
0: I rocked that. <laughs> this is funny because that was a Christmas OTL Friday for R.I.P. show, um, where I was like, ah, I'm gonna wear the jacket. I got this shirt, but I had this bow tie as well. And Shanae is the ultimate, you know, Shanae's a pro athlete, legit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she's the ultimate, like, hype person when you're really trying to get. So I was like, I'm in the makeup room and she comes in. She was like, ah, she's going wild on the jacket. I was like, yo, but Shanae, I got this bow tie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Should I rock the bow tie? She was like, if you don't put that bow tie on right now, I'll be mad. It started yelling at me. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll wear the bow tie. So I put the bow tie on. She was like, hold up. I got to get some shots. You know what I'm saying? So we did a little photo shoot. We had a couple of pictures and they turned out excellent. And so I'm really, really happy. She's that kind of person. You know what I mean? So um, by the
1: way, by the way, we just got a limited fake out of you. I don't know if you realize that. See, but we nah. Just, that's the Yeah, yep yeah,
0: no, Watch nope, yourself. You don't know enough black women if you think that's a limited fake out. All right. Watch yourself. <laughs> anyway, my point right. is, though, is that today is great. And um, that's why I wore that bow tie. I am not a bow tie wearing mf but I wore one that day, so.
1: Well, it looks sharp on you. I, I definitely noticed the Twitter
2: Dang. profile pic Dang. for sure. But was, it right. clip on?
1: was
2: it a clip-on? Absolutely. The clip-on the Jack less.
0: too tight. Get your whole life together. Clip, Doesn't that was like a nine year old boy. Come on, I'm
2: just now. asking. I don't know. I just don't know most people to wear a clip Lou, on. Come
0: on, man. You were up, we were together on uh, this, oh, All right? That. You think a man that knows that no. what he does about hat embroidery is gonna be wearing clip on bow ties? Yeah. Come
5: on, he said he had a whole show about dripping and fashion, and you
1: know, to... I'm <laughs> out here wearing clip ons. That'd be insane. All right, on the count of three, can I get a thank you, Yates, in the chat? One, two, three. Thank, thank you, Yates. 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 Thank Yates. Yates. Thank Yates. Yates. Thank you, Yates. Thank you, Yates. Thank you, Yates. you
0: absolutely very welcome. And I have something thank to tell Yates. you, by the way. Of course it was a clip-on, you idiots. Who has time to tie both <laughs> out?
1: <laughs> Clinton, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really do appreciate oh, oh, no it. Yeah. That was his grand exit. That was oh my god, that was perfect. Was perfect. That, was <laughs> perfect. And, that was the
4: exit, yeah. He, it was he got so it.
1: fun! Yo
3: Clinton Yates.
5: Clint Fire Yates. emoji. Yes. So fun. I, I stand crucially corrected on my... <laughs> You're done?
2: Yeah.
3: Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.